0: Welcome back to another episode of the Strozzi Football Podcast. I'm Anthony McGuire. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Celtics' bubble bursting as uh, the trip to Dubai makes them come undone. We'll talk about Livingston's six match unbeaten run, six wins, should we say, for David Martindale, equaling a league record. And we'll discuss all the other action happening in the SPFL, as well as the shutdown of the lower leagues and everything else drawn on Scotland. Richard Tobin, how are you
1: this evening? Tremendous. So, in one word then, Dubai, was that a good idea? Uh, Well, you can say hindsight's
0: a wonderful thing, but I think given Celtic season and given this pandemic and given this virus, I think there really could only be one outcome. so, so many, the answer
1: was what again so
0: <laughs> uh burst a uh, really bubble burst fair about. enough um look so many so many things uh so many questions so many aspects to this to unpick and i'll try and be as succinct as i possibly can and then you can jump in and and correct me or you know question me on some things but here are the things uh here's the here's the facts We've got Christopher Julian testing positive on the return from Dubai back to back to Scotland. He's injured. He's out for three to four months. So why was he on a training trip? If that's what Celtic are calling it and why it was essential that they went there, it was to recharge the season. He's not going to be competing. So why was he there? If he was to contract COVID in Scotland, would you then have 13 players plus Neil Lennon and John Kennedy isolating because you're on a plane? or on coaches no i don't think so so again that's had a deleterious effect given the fact that they slipped up and 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 conceded late to draw one each with Hibbs on on monday night you've then got um kennedy on the weekend saying oh you know photos are showing that we may have done the odd slip up with the the social distancing and things like that it's no big deal
1: Scotty by the pool with a it, beer,
0: it, exactly. And then that 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 that's had to be walked back within the space of twenty four hours. He also said that um, Shane Duffy wouldn't be available for the game against Hibs because he wasn't in the bubble. And then miraculously, he's there on Monday night. Um, and I've
1: got to say, congratulations to uh, Pie and Bovril, uh, one of the St Martin handles on Twitter, uh, who tweeted beautifully that um, Celtic were very disappointed to learn that Shane Duffy was not one of the people to be isolating after the trip
0: (laughs) yes uh only evidenced by the 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 goldmouth scramash where he filtered clear his lines but again we'll talk about that in a little bit Uh, lastly i'm beginning to think that the celtic hierarchy uh, the, the level of arrogance about this whole thing because there's a couple of aspects to this last week i said i didn't have a problem with it provided they followed all the social distancing rules and they 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 stuck to it like you would be at Lennox Town or anywhere else. Clearly, they didn't. The photos show that they didn't. The photos show it was a bit of a piss up. It was a bit of a lads bonding thing. Obviously, evidenced by the fact that Julienne was there. So you've got that aspect to it. That's disappointing. As a Celtic fan, I'm you know that that's not how I want my club to be run and how to handle this in a pandemic of all times. Secondly, you know you heart back to Neil Lennon's comments early last season talking about why there's no fans in stadiums and how the Super Bowl had fans, even though America was hooching with COVID at the time and now Scotland is unfortunately hooching with COVID again. Um, is there something Trumpian going on there? Like it's no big deal. It's like, you know, we're elite sports people. We're getting tested. So what? Like, you know, we're above all that. So, you know, Nicholas Sutton coming going, Well, I'm trying to run the country. And here I am talking about football again. You could clearly hear the disdain in her voice. You had the ex-First Minister of Scotland coming on Sports Sound during the week saying um, that the relationship between the Scottish Government and the SFA and the SPFL are, are, are like the lowest it's ever been. And, you know, the SPFL are turning saying, Well, we couldn't tell Celtic they couldn't go. We don't have that in our mandate. And this is the problem: is that yeah, all right, the government and SPFL said, yeah, you can go; it's a train trip, no worries. But was it the right decision to go? No.
1: <laughs> and well, do you know? I, I, think, I think everyone else is having a bit of a laugh at it. Frankly, I mean, I think that look, it smacks of hubris. It's really, it's it's bad, right? And I think I said this to you last week. You know, those the optics. I mean, we're talking about optics last week for goodness' sake. Beyond that, the practical considerations and the reality of the world as it stands means that it shouldn't have happened. End of. And, by the way, tomorrow, St Mirren and Kilmarnock will have their appeal. I wonder how that will play out in the context of what we've just seen. I really think this was a terrible idea. I think it smacks of very poor decision-making at a number of levels and, bluntly, they should have known better and hell mend them, and then they come back. They've got to isolate all those players, and you know they you know put a decent made a decent fist of it actually against Hibbs, uh, and 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 the season is now effectively over. I mean, any kind of yeah you know, was probably over before they went, but they went. They played the game. And the season now, if there was any prospect of them coming back and you know having this reinvigorated uh, performance thing that they were hoping for on the back of last year's experience, well, that's just gone by the wayside. So yeah, I think it was a terrible idea, poorly executed by all the wrong people, and that's the last I want to say about it because I'm bored about it now.
0: Yeah, I'll finish by saying clutching at straws, and it's now like I say, it's come back to bite them. And as a Celtic supporter. I would like the club to come out and apologise and say that they got it wrong. But chances of that happening, not
1: great. We'll see how it goes. Back to the football. Uh, Aberdeen plays Rangers. That was quite an entertaining game. I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, A couple of of fairly typical Aberdeen axe murderer type challenges. Uh, I actually thought Ryan Hedges, that was a penalty. It was one of those kind of, he's got quick eyes and quick feet. He knew he was going to touch his back foot. And putting the hands up in the air, the instant he did it, told me all I needed to know. Uh, on the other hand, um, I would have said that the other very interesting challenge, um, which was, oh, your man, oh, it was really bad. Curtis Mayne. Thank you, Curtis Main. I always getting confused with Sam. Um, <laughs> Curtis Main, who just about macheted. Uh, um, Barisic, uh, and 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 Alan McGregor, um, shouting all sorts of encouraging things in the background, like "Goodness me, that was the most unexpected challenge!" And you're a bounder and a cad, and how's that possibly a yellow Look, that was the reddest yellow card I think I've ever seen.
0: Well, look, I I, I feel for Ryan Hedges. I think um uh Michael Stewart was pleading his case on Twitter, saying that you know I don't think it was it was a red card. Um, I was under the impression you had this double jeopardy rule where you couldn't. You know, it's a penalty or it's a red card, it's not both. And penalty is definitely the right decision. I think a yellow, uh, yeah, there's no, you know, there's no um, malice, not malice, but like there's no, um, you know, dangerous impact or, you know, no harm to the player. He, he, he clipped his heels. So I think a penalty and a yellow card would have sufficed. However, Curtis Main, wowee, like, um, that's a red card all day long. Uh, Ali McCoy's called it. He said, Oh, no, I, I, that could have been a red. He says, No, that was a red. And uh, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't disagree with him. He, he severed Barisic two. And how he managed to stay on the park, I do not know. So there's two things with that. One is that, all right, that balances at the hedges one a wee bit. Um, second thing is that if you're 10 men, if you're down to 10 men, why are you putting in a challenge like that? You know, it's on the touchline. Is he trying to be uh, El Mano, trying to like prove he, you know, how, how tough he is? I don't know, but that is not the challenge that you put in when you're already down to 10 men because they quite easily could have been down to 9 men and then it would have been an absolute route for Rangers. Um, Interestingly enough, James Taveney missing the penalty, so that's his first penalty miss of the season. Um, the goals from Alfredo Morelos were top drawer.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely He one, he, yeah.
0: he managed to just create that uh, half a yard of space for himself Almost a wee bit Jermaine Defoe like in the, the way he did it. Mm-hmm. So you wonder whether he Defoe's sort of in his ear and, and coaching him and giving him a wee bit of advice. But the the two We haven't
1: we, are, we haven't are, mentioned much of Fermi Morales, so I mean he hasn't been scoring very many goals, but interesting, mm, transfer window, stuff like that, etc. Well,
0: you know, maybe this is the thing. Maybe, you know, maybe they've said to him, right, you know, show us what you've got, that'll put you in the shot window. You've got a month to, to, to show us what you know, what, what, what you can do and we'll see what happens. And and like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers do offload them because I think they've got, you know, now that, what, 22 points clear, you know, regardless of the games in hand Celtic have, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they, they could afford to sell them right off a bit of debt, get through at the end of the season, and they'll still win the title. Um, so Because I, I, let's
1: face it, which Champions League sponsors are still going to be standing um, at, at, come next year, you know? Um, probably still Disney. Or Heineken. Heineken. People I was actually probably still drink beer, <laughs> <laughs> but Heineken probably yeah. Probably, okay, fair enough. Heineken much much stronger than they were before the pandemic, but I not many tyres sold in the last year or two anyway. Aye.
0: But um, but no, like I said again, and, and I mean fair play Hearts. Uh, uh, sorry, Ab- Hearts Aberdeen. They didn't give up. Uh, they had a couple of chances. McGregor pulled a couple of good saves. It was a wee quick free kick with Johnny Hayes. Great shot. Good save, oh, great save by um, McGregor. And then, you know, they managed to get uh, a claw goal back. It was a good, good bit of play. Uh, Hayes squaring it up for um, Matthew Kennedy. Good finish yeah. on 67 minutes. But, yeah. you know, it just unfortunately just wasn't quite enough. But um, by all accounts, you know, comfortable. And, you know, when you know Rangers play against 10 men for most of the match.
1: Very uh, entertaining. Mm. entertaining. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I think that's one of the first kind of Aberdeen Rangers games I've seen for a while. I've kind of thought, well, bit of blood and thunder. It had quite a lot in it. It was quite a nice meaty encounter and it was entertaining. It was open. Uh, it was good. Uh, the other game that I really enjoyed, Tayside Derby last night um, and um, Guy Melamed, who who um, who I, I don't remember scoring since he got to St Johnson. St Johnson people, please tell me I'm wrong, um, but he scored. The yes. striker scored, yes. Um Craig Levine. ADMA would have scored at the end as well if he'd given him the ball back.
0: <laughs> Craig Levine was singing Guy Melamed's praises. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, <laughs> given the number of <laughs> crap players that he signed over the years. But <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, but but uh yeah, but like I said, yeah, he's 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 that typical box to box you know sorry, box to box, that's what I'm saying. In the box striker. Um, he's, a, he's a target man and I think he offers St. John's something a wee bit different um, and,
1: and that's well, a good thing yeah, um, it was good to see Mark Conley having a great good point after the first goal as well. Like Guy Melman <laughs> scoring, <laughs> he is the he is the best pointer in the entire division. Um, um horrible set of piece defending, by the way, for um for for the for St. Johnson goal. Uh, a pretty nice goal for uh, um. It was United.
0: a nice uh, that the Dindee, the yeah. first goal was actually Dino's first goal was actually a really nice. Bit of play, a bit of interplay, a couple of one twos. It was actually a really really well worked goal. And I must yeah. admit, I was like, oh, quite like that. It was very pleasing on. Yeah. Chained yeah. um,
1: super flashing the header for two one and they were ahead. And then the Beckham moment. I remember my last Beckham moment. I was in a hotel in Lanzarote when David Beckham scored that goal from the halfway line. And I had a similar I, I could, well, okay, like very shonky parallel. I mean, it was quite sunny in Perth yesterday as well. And uh, watching Lauren Shankland basically lob the keeper from the halfway I mean it was stunning.
0: I think I was brilliant. getting ready for primary school when I saw that go back in Oh. <laughs> but anyway, that's all right. Um <laughs> I'm hardly uh, in a Zimmer. <laughs> I must admit though, A, he meant it. B like Xander Clark uh strambling big time. And the fair, fairness to to Xander Clark, he wasn't a mile off his line either. Like, you know, it, it was uh it, it was well. Yeah, the, the well,
1: between vision, between the, the penalty spot and the eighteen yeah, yard The vision line.
0: the vision was there from Shanklin to have a go and it, oh, he had a go all right. And um yeah, I mean that's uh and you could just see um Callum Davidson and uh uh, uh oh, your man, Dun the United manager, um Mickey Mellon. At the end, just having a laugh, like they fist bump yeah. each other and they're just having yeah. a go going. Well, geez. I know, like you know, exactly. So, yeah, so. it's
1: one of those one of those goals you score on FIFA twenty one <laughs> uh, at beginner level. Um, so I'll get Derek Ray to commentate on that at some point. That'll be fun. Um, Livy Ross County. Livy are the form team, as you said. Um, oh, sorry, I should mention actually. there's a couple of good saves again from Seagrist in that game, and in fact, a, a lifesaver at the end. Yeah, um, was. Yeah, 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 yeah it kept, yep, Got, got them,
0: got them, got them. Yeah. Uh, got them the draw again. So again, another couple, another points. Saved. Um, yeah, living in the shop window. I must mm-hmm. admit, I like Scott Robinson's goal. Ellie, Ellie Doors. That was a, a, nice, a nice, nice touch. touch. Nice. yeah Yeah, was good.
1: All right. So they. Um, so I. Um, and interesting to hear uh, the usual kind of pleasantries exchange for, um, between John Hughes and his team after the first goal. Um, suggesting that they should all get back and get organised again in, in the strongest possible terms. It didn't work, and they got beat three one. Um, but well, I before,
0: I, you, before you jump on, that's uh, that's uh-huh. the David Martindale got six consecutive Premiership yes. l- wins. That equals uh, Neil Lennon's run as a first time manager in the top oh, five. So does that, it? that goes all the way back to twenty ten. Livy have won eight consecutive matches in all competitions now, and they are one short of equaling their club record of nine wins in a row with someone at nine in a row. Um, and that's uh, back when they were in League One. So say, Livy are going for 10 in a row.
1: Oh, ho ho. And, uh, and so bring on Barcelona this weekend then, because this would be a good weekend to do it. Not that they're any good at the minute, because um, they're, you know, off the boil with Atletico. I can't even remember. I'm not even watching that. Who cares? Um, who cares? Kelly against Hamilton. The name to Kilty from Killy. um, Bobbly ball, a horrible bobbly ball that you wouldn't have got, I would have said, on a grass pitch in Scotland in January, because um, usually it's just sand and mud, um, but it bobbled away in the Plastico classical, and that was good enough for the first one. Very fine uh, finish for the second goal. Uh, St Mern didn't do quite so well against Motherwell as they might have expected because change of manager and change of goalkeeper, funnily enough for Motherwell.
0: Yeah, what a surprise. Um, yeah, unfortunately um, Alexander not getting his uh, first Win. Um, he he was he was close, but a late penalty from Saint Martin, converted by Jamie McGrath. Bit
1: dodgy, um, Bobby Madden decision. That no, one, I uh, no, 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 no,
0: no. Uh, Be- yeah? Be- Bevis McGarry. He is a bombster. Honest to God. Uh, he, every, <laughs> I, I, I haven't no faith in that guy whatsoever. If he's still at Motherwell by the end of this transfer window, or he's still starting. Yeah, no, nah, he's not for me. He he was shaky against Rangers a couple of weeks ago, and I and he he gave away the penalty, and it was just clumsy. Well, I wouldn't even say clumsy; it was just dumb. And uh, you can't you can't tackle that in the box and expect to get away with it. So no, nah, I've no problem with the fact it was a penalty, and.
1: Yeah, the Dedrick the, Boyata award for bone yeah, scares. Right. He's yeah. he's he's up there. Um, yeah, no, nah,
0: not 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 good football to see it out, unfortunately, for Motherwell. But a points, the points, and I think it will take it at this point in time.
1: Uh, Celtic and Hibbs. I think we've briefly mentioned before. Quite a decent free kick from David Turnbull, who incidentally, player of the month. Yeah, uh, for January. Yeah, or no, December. I beg your pardon.
0: I think. I, Neil Lennon's probably going. Well, thank God he he wasn't having to self isolate because you know he he very nearly got a win for uh, a win for Celtic. You could see the the relief on Tal McGregor's face when that ball went in the back of the net. Thinking, oh, here we go. But what can we say? A cheap free kick, um, lack soul clumsy challenge no needs gave away another free kick in the edge of the box when Celtic can't defend them to the save of their life and sure enough who pops up but Kevin does but should have scored in the first half puts it away in the second half pulls off his defender and just pops up and slots in the back of the net even with three Celtic players on the line Yeah. Really. In, fa- in fairness to Hazard he-, he pulled three good like good saves like one was probably a very good save and a couple of good saves and but he came flapping for that cross off the header back across, and yeah, he just stayed in his line. Um, yeah, it's Celtic season in a nutshell just can't defend set pieces. I think it's yes. now something like nine or ten goals in the league from set pieces. That's just horrendous. Like that's that is not lead winning material. That's uh, that might even be scrapping for for second material. Um, mm, uh, Table if, if, yeah, right. if Aberdeen and Hibs get their act together. They might start putting a bit of pressure on Celtic. I mean, I think Celtic will still finish second, but... They'd have to back their ideas up
1: because that, that... Well, there's yeah, there's a fair old distance. I mean, I think that Aberdeen are have played a game more than Celtic. They're five points behind. Hibs have played three more than Celtic and are seven points behind, uh, as we have done. And in fact, becomes even perhaps more prescient as time goes on. The table, as it stands, Rangers in the lead, 65 points, a goal difference of 53. Celtic, second 44, a goal difference of 30. That's not going to be overcome. Aberdeen third uh, in the Europa League position 39 Hibbs fourth and 37 and then it's Livingston who are the form team. They were on 12 points um, when your man took over and now have 30. Yeah, uh, so, they're
0: they're going uh, for, for Europe
1: if they had Livingston in Europe who would have thought know oh, uh, Dundee United good old Dundee United 27 points in 6th place uh, good to have Shanklin back interesting that Lauren Shanklin's decided to start scoring goals as well now that the transfer window is open uh, Kilmarnock 24 St Mern 23 St Johnson on 20 back up to ninth. Motherwell 10th on 18th on the same points as Hamilton Aki's 18 Ross County only one point adrift at the bottom but be interesting to see what the outcome of the discussions are with the SPFL today Regarding those forfeited matches. We don't know anything about that yet. So lower league stuff is uh, suspended. That makes life a wee bit tricky. Uh, particularly Partick Thistle who are one of the summarily, dis- yeah. uh, well, summarily dismissed teams. Uh, only two full time teams in the lower leagues and those are Falkirk and Partick teams that you'd normally associate with the top divisions. And not unreasonably, they are a wee bit upset by Celtic,
0: yeah. Look, I mean, there's, you know, the I think I think it's a bit of a conflation of two issues here. I think I think this was going to happen regardless of what happened, wh- you know, whether Celtic went to Dubai or not. I don't think there's a bit of a, a line in the media at the moment where the lower league was were offered up as some sort of sacrificial lamb to spare the top divisions. But once you go below the championship, there was no testing going on whatsoever. You had teams going all up and down the country Scottish Cup all sorts of things I mean you've got players who are part-time they're they're, they're chippies they're plumbers bricklayers and then they're going to play football on the weekend and I'm not surprised
1: like the whole the country, no, Shane Duffy should be a chippy or a <laughs> player, uh, <laughs> well, football.
0: is that harsh <laughs> well if you build build a set of bricks around the dolls that'd be a f- that um (laughs) um, what i'm saying is that like you know the whole country's come into a a grinding hole a lockdown and unfortunately part-time football part-time footballers are, are, are part of that and i think like i said i i'm not i'm not giving celtic a free pass here they stuffed up in a in a massive massive way and they should apologize they won't but they should but I think this was coming with the lower leagues anyway. And yeah, you're right. Partick Thistle and Falkirk, they will feel aggrieved because they're they're full time. You know, they could potentially do the testing, but unfortunately they're in a league where all the other teams can't. And unfortunately it's just, it's a victim of of funding and, and, and circumstance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really sad to see that, that the kind of COVID uh, situation deteriorating. Well, not deteriorating; it's stable in Scotland, but I think they're going to have to go even tighter with restrictions in the short term to keep things under under control.
0: Well, the irony, the the irony is Richard that the fact that Scotland is in, is going into a further lockdown, uh, the the semi professional game in terms of um, the like lead one and lead two. It's probably actually less at risk because the players will only be going to training and playing and then going home, but they wouldn't actually be working their second job. So the irony is that it's probably actually safer to play in the middle of a lockdown. But again, the optics of that don't look good. So I understand why it's been stopped, but you have to see a a little bit of irony there.
1: I saw party and uh, Folk are not allowed to train. Uh, the Scottish Cup draw was made for the third round and uh, there's a tasty tie, Rangers versus Cove Rangers. So whoever wins... It's Rangers Um, and a couple of other ones, but uh, these have all been postponed as well. Hopefully at some point in the not too distant future, Hamilton aki has got St Mirren. That's probably the the main kind of premiership tie that catches the eye. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how all that maps out. Ross County have got a, a highland, a guaranteed highland game against either Bucky Thistle or Inverness. Um, But a couple of interesting ones in there. I think that it's going to be quite tricky to see the end of the league. I think that we've got Steve Bruce down south saying... Um, we probably ought not to be playing football and all the kind of shenanigans around Spurs and all the kind of games that have been postponed because of COVID down there. But look, let's remain optimistic. Let's hope that things continue because it's really good for the mindset. It's really good for the old mental health and all the rest that We actually get to watch the game. I think David Martindale said that last week. He said, you know, um, wiser men than he were going to make decisions about whether or not the games could be played. But yeah, it was so much better for everyone's mental health that we can actually talk about it and watch it. Even if... It looks like it's a one-horse race at the moment. So we've done the league in review. Next week Approacheth, What do you think? Well,
0: let's let us let us talk signings first, and then we'll we'll do our. Oh, good we'll, man. Yeah. Let, let's just change it up a bit. So um, Strozzi connection, Jackson Irvine. Oh, cool. Melbourne-born yes. boy, yeah. actually played for Celtic. I actually got a start against. Um, where are we? Da-da-da-da. He came he actually came on his Scottish Premier League debut was in September first, twenty twelve, when he came on for Celtic in a as a halftime substitute against Hibbs. And oh. guess who he just signed for this week? Ta-da. <laughs> um so he's been around. He went on Calmark on loan, he went to Ross County on loan, Burton Albion, Hull City, and now he's signed with Hibbs till the end of the season. They said it was a no-brainer, he didn't have to be sold on Hibbs. And uh, apparently he has a tattoo of Moe the bartender from The Simpsons, <laughs> which has now won uh, uh, Hibs a new supporter and Tim Long, who's one of the writers for The Simpsons. So he's went Hibs and my team.
1: So
0: there you go. So, so you can't...
1: So money can't buy... That. Jackson will be looking for Amanda hug and kiss at some point. Well, I was going to season. say that
0: you know Ronaldo sells eighty million strips and Hibs get a new a new uh, supporter from America. For, 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 for business yeah, this is doing it's going to get. but not a bad player. He's 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 plays he's played quite a few games to Socceroos. Um, he's that sort of holding midfielder. Um, yeah, I think that's what Hibs needs. I think I, as I was saying last week, Dogrich is not quite the. The the not the finished Astro, but not quite what they needs, and 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 he could potentially be the, the 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 key that just sort of puts Hibbs in a wee bit of an overdrive. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in and how he goes in, in the SPFL. In fact, he's played there before as well, so he knows what the leagues like. So I think that's a good signing for for Jack Ross and for Hibbs. The other big signing um, was actually in in the Championship with uh, Hearts, during the services of Darren McI Stephen. I'm back from the New York City uh, Football Club. Oh, wow. Her- <laughs> apparently Aberdeen were uh, also trying to chase Gary's signature, so interesting yeah. that Hearts beat them to it.
1: And it's I, good that he crossed the Atlantic, he had problems with, liver, um, with a river before, did he not? That- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, he may have went for a wee dunk in the Clyde, but that's okay. Um, and uh, I believe you mentioned it earlier, our Mother will sign a new keeper, is that right?
1: Yeah, they have. Liam Kelly is on them at the end of the season. Uh, I think he is joined them on a loan deal at the yes, moment, as a loan. Uh, providing competition apparently from QPR uh, whilst uh, Chapman Chapman's gone the other way. He left after a short-term contract. He's gone back to Middlesbrough. Um, oh no! So Chapman didn't. It was that. It was that. Archer went back to Middlesbrough. Yeah, Chapman was the guy who was uh, who was basically playing the windmill role at Hamilton Accies the other week. Um, and so, yeah, good to see them uh, immediately. Identifying that as a, a kind of key position and and addressing that, but I'm a little tighter when I'm playing against St. Martin, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. And
0: I think the only other interesting transfer is the transfer of Eamon Brophy from Kilmarnock to St. Martin. So, actually, how's ah, that happened? Right. That's yeah. happened. So, a good bit of business by um, by St. Martin, um, and yeah, Kelly fans, um, yeah, like I
1: said, it's really it's, good. Yeah. I was getting sick of the A77 commute. <laughs> Uh, So the weekend to come um, and some tricky games, I think, interesting games. Um, I think that's probably, well, we've got the Tony Macaroni tonight, which um, is Livingston against Aberdeen, uh, Livingston the form team against Aberdeen, who didn't play that terribly badly against Rangers, that must be said, but they will now be missing uh, Ryan Hedges, certainly and uh, you know played very well probably in the last sort of quarter of the game against Rangers but I still I think Livingston are just at up and for it and it's on the plastic pitch can't see past them
0: I'll draw I think uh, yeah I'd yeah, I think this will be the. I David Mandel started well. I think Aberdeen, like you say, they played well against Rangers. Yeah, no hedges, but McCrory will come back in because he obviously w- wasn't able to play against Rangers. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll take a, a one each draw,
1: and then Livy go from that uh, this evening down to Celtic Park uh, where they've got Celtic away. I would, you know, any other time I would be going. This is three points for Celtic. But,
0: oh, not, not at the moment, you know. No, <laughs> um, no. Look, I mean, it's a that's uh, Celtic. the squad they've got. I mean, wee, Young Harper up front. He tried hard, but um, just doesn't really. Didn't really give Celtic that focal point against Hibs. So you're thinking Livingston will probably boss them around as well. Um, so Celtic are basically relying on goals from the midfield or out wide, like your Mighty Johnsons and players like that. Um,
1: Medium bellies in the last six months of his contract at Celtic. Yeah. I was looking at quite a few people there in their kind of yeah. last few, apparently, uh, getting interest from Dortmund and some teams in Spain. Yeah.
0: My my uh, myopia my, my will say one sorry, two one Celtic, but that's right. no confidence.
1: I'm going to go scoring draw. Uh, Hamilton against Dundee United at the Fountain of Youth Stadium. Oh,
0: um, it's just a, I, I, I Hamilton, like you can't, you can't tip them. I, I, every time I tip a win, they get beat. Every time I tip against them, they win. So I don't know whether that's me or that's just them. I'm going to blame well, I'm going <laughs> to
1: tip United anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to, yeah, when it all splits as well. well I know this is usually
0: up. one that always splits as But tell you what, yeah, you know, just to buck with the trend, I will also go to D United. So, uh,
1: Hibs and Kelly, I think Hibs will come back. Kelly's been going all right, but I think this will be Hibs's comeback game.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I think um yeah hebs with hebs with the three points this week on the on on grass
1: uh Ross County playing Aberdeen and Dingwall.
0: Oh um I'm going to say Aberdeen. I I don't think John Hughes has ironed out all the the kinks at Ross County yeah. yet. He's it's definitely like improved his,
1: his entire squad minus two. <laughs> It's that harsh again. Um <laughs> St. Johnston against Myrn. I'm pretty straight talking to Yes, me. why St. not? <laughs> Johnson, St. Johnson. St. Johnston against St. Myrne. Uh, the, the Saints go marching in again oh. together on the park. Who's the main saints?
0: Look, uh, I think this has got draw written all over it.
1: I think this has got Guy Melamed's birthday candles on it. I reckon this is going to be a 3 1 for St. Johnson, with Stevie May, of it course, appearing.
0: thought it with St. Myrne at the back. No, it'll be um it'll be one each. No, fair
1: enough Motherwell Rangers on the weekend is also live on the telly in oh, Australia on oh, In, including on live sort of tweeting sort of streaming things uh, that's at Fir Park it's on at 7 o'clock West Australia time and that's 10 o'clock in Sydney Melbourne Brisbane
0: I've got great fears for Motherwell I, I, I I'm worried and I think this should be a 4 or 5 nil drubbing I really think this is the because Rangers have been knocking at the door the last you know they they've seem to be turned their so called blip or whatever you want to call it. I think they've that performance in Aberdeen they're they're over it and uh, Morales is firing again and yeah I think this is going to be a, a romp for them so uh, I'm predicting sort of high score.
1: And your final thoughts, Antonio? Oh,
0: I'm just like this week has been. Really, really hard. I can accept Rangers playing well. I can accept you know Rangers right win the league. Um, that you know they, they've put on a string of performances. They're playing really well. That's fine, but the inability and the, the ineptitude of the season of Celtic just from one one thing to another. And now just a blase Trumpian attitude to this pandemic and how they um, behaved and and you know sitting on sun loungers and just the whole thing just stinks and. You know, they just, like I said, they just need to come out and apologise, and just draw a line under. Try and draw a line under it, wherever and lets them. But, but I just don't think it's going to come. I think they're dig the heels in. They're going become Statement Unite, Statement Football Club, which used to be attributed to the other side of um, Glasgow. And yeah, nice. the, the banter years are turning, and it's, it's yeah. I'm not. I'm mm. not, I, It's. It's yeah. I'll leave it well, there. the
1: fall out with the BBC. Uh, my final thoughts are for the other major Glasgow club party, Thistle, uh, who I think were dealt with a wee bit harshly. Um, I actually hope that it maintains a community function because some of these clubs maintain a huge community function for their respective parts of the country. I think Party Thistle was always the third choice and was always a kind of healthier choice in some respects. It gets you away from a little mad Glasgow banter. Um but on that note we will see and speak again next week. Have a very good week. We'll follow you up with the football in Thursday. Take care.